This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Well, tonight, uh, I've got a message that the Lord laid on my heart for you. And, um, you know, I, I, this is a, just such a key topic to Christianity. This is such a, it's a, to me, it's an elementary level truth. But if you don't understand this truth, if you don't get this concept, you are not going to be very successful as a Christian. You're not going to make it very far. You have got to get this very basic level concept and maybe it's something like well I know all about that but you need to know more we all do and and so the title tonight is this what are you planting what are you planting with it being springtime this is the time of year that the planting is being done and you know I uh, being from the midwest I know lots of farmers I'm related to lots of farmers and they, you know there may not be a whole lot of uh, going on back in indiana but there is one thing going on and it is farming this is the time of year right now where you are planting seeds for what you want to harvest in October and November. If they don't plant seeds right now, they are not going to have a harvest later on in the year. And this is a basic Bible concept called sowing and reaping, or in a more modern way to say it, planting and harvesting. Now, this is a, a concept that works in the natural world, but it's a very spiritual concept and it is not just a concept it is a fact it is a spiritual law this is huge and you have to get this all right and so we're going to look at just two points tonight because wednesdays we don't have a whole lot of time but two points and i want you to pay attention because this could answer a lot of questions you have I, a lot of times people are like well i just don't know why this is happening in my life and you know, not always, but a lot of times I have the answer to why that is happening in your life. And you may not like the answer, but hey, it's still it's an answer, right? And so we're going to look at this, but uh, praise God, pay attention, buckle up. We're going to hit this full speed, and you have got to get this in your life, all right? So number one is this, planting and harvesting is a spiritual law. Planting and harvesting, reaping and sowing is a spiritual law. And I want you to look at something here in Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8. Amen. Who's excited for the word of God? I'm excited. That's why I showed up. All right. Genesis chapter 8. We're going to look at verse 22. But think of it this way. There are scientific laws, right? We know the law of gravity. That can be a very wonderful, useful law to you. Or if you abuse it and use it the wrong way, it could be very detrimental and dangerous to you. There are, you know, there's so many different laws. You've got, I mean, fire, that is a great thing, but it can burn you or you could use it to cook your food. You know, water is a wonderful gift. There are scientific laws that go with water. It can bless you or it can harm you. you got to play by the right rules. And that's what I'm talking about with planting and harvesting. Now, this verse right here is key to... To our understanding of this, Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, it says this, As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Now it doesn't say that there's no point in time 
that this earth is going to be in existence, that these things will go away. And have you noticed that? I mean, th- this was 6,000 years ago. Now look where we're at, 2021. Do we still have summer and winter? I wish we just had winter, but that's okay. The Bible said that we'll just have, it said that we'll always have summer and winter. Do we still have day and night? We still have it. And just as sure as there is day and night, cold and hot, summer and winter, there is still planting and harvesting. This is a natural law, and it's also a spiritual law. It is both. Now, I can say this with laws, something that is a scientific law, a spiritual law, if you do it the same way, under the same circumstances, every time, it always works. So, for instance, you know, being in the desert, we aren't much of an agricultural area, but we do have some, you know, out in Newberry and things like that. But, again, growing up in Indiana, and I lived in Oklahoma, lots and lots of corn, and here's the deal. These guys, they plant seeds in the right soil, and as long as you've got the seed and the soil, and you water it, you know, to the right amount, every single year, for the last hundreds of years, they get a harvest. But you got to plant the seed. And so what I'm saying is this, your harvest can either be a really good thing, or it can be a really bad thing. It depends on what you planted. Now, sometimes you you plant good seeds, and you have all sorts of stuff coming up in your life. And at first, you're like, man, what? I'm just on a roll here. It seems like all this good stuff just keeps happening. And I'll bet that if you would stop for a minute and think back, you'd realize, wait a minute. Yeah, I planted some seeds for this. I helped these guys out in their time of need. I, you know, I did this for them over there and, and I wasn't doing it just to get something back, but I planted some seeds somewhere along the way and now I'm just reaping a harvest. You shouldn't be surprised at harvest time. But on the other hand, on the other hand, there are times where you're like, man, what is going on here? Everyone's treating me bad. This is going wrong. That's happening. This over here is going on. It seems like nothing's going right for me. Bad, bad, bad. And if you were to be honest, as I have had to be with myself, a lot of times, not every time, but a whole lot of times when things seem to be going wrong in my life, a whole lot of times I can look back and trace this pattern back and be like, you know what? I get why that's happening now. It's not because God is all of a sudden bad. It's not because God's all of a sudden unfaithful. It's not because the Bible's broken somewhere. It's because the Bible is actually right. If I look back, I can say, you know what? I started speaking bad words over this situation six months ago, and now I'm seeing that. Or, or you look back and, you know what? I, I admit, I, my love walk, I've been kind of mean to people for the last while and cranky, and now I'm mad because everyone's being mean to me. But all that's happening is I'm just reaping the harvest off of the seeds that I planted. I can't get mad at the system. I gotta, you know, I don't know how to say this, work the system in the right way. If I am reaping bad seeds in my life, a bad harvest, the fastest thing and best thing I can do is instantly start planting good seeds. Because sometimes the harvest takes a little while to get here. 
the farmers that are planting seeds for corn and tomatoes and, and potatoes up in Idaho, all these guys that are all over the United States right now, people are planting seeds. They're not doing it because, you know what, tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and we're going to have us a bumper crop of potato. No, they know it's, I'm going to have to water this. I'm going to have to work with it and be patient for a little bit. But if I do that, it is going to really big pay off in a few months. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6. Galatians 6. So I'm telling you right now, you need to constantly be planting the right seeds in your life. And I promise you, whether you believe it or, or agree with it, it doesn't matter. The Bible's still true. It doesn't need your endorsement or affirmation to work. It's going to work, right? And so Galatians 6 and verse 7. Galatians 6 and verse 7. I'm going to read this in the New King James, but this is, I mean, you got to know this stuff. Galatians 6, verse 7, it says, do not be deceived. Apparently, some people are very deceived on this particular topic. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. And so, if you're sitting there thinking, man, I... It doesn't matter. I'll do what I want to do. I, you know, I'm not going to go out there and plant seed. Fine, be that way. But listen, God is not going to be mocked. God will not be mocked. You will reap what you sow. And you know, uh, there's, you know, uh, we've heard it said that you don't reap what you want. You reap what you sow because we all just want nothing but good harvest, nothing but everybody loving us and treating us good and, and pouring money into our life. And that's what we all want. But you better plant some seeds if that's the harvest that you want. You reap what you sow. And so if you plant a bunch of tomatoes, you're going to reap tomatoes. You're not going to reap watermelons. Thank you for your enthusiasm. But, you know, let's just get real here. Listen. Now listen, you know, no, no farmer, they'd have to be an absolute imbecile to go out there and just start kicking the plants and all my, I can't believe this, man. Nothing but watermelons in this stupid field. Well, what did you plant, farmer Bob? Man, I planted, planted 100 acres of tomato seed last, last March and I don't get it. All I've got is 100 acres of, 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 of this. Well, what's going on right here? And so, wouldn't they be stupid to, to blame God, to, to blame the system, to blame everybody else and, and, and look around when really all they're doing is reaping what they've sown. And it says right here, God will not be mocked. Don't think that you're the first person in history that's going to beat the system and beat God. Now, I know nobody's think, you know, none of you would think that, but, but some of our actions say that. Well, I know it says that, but I can't stand this dude. And he was mean to me. I'm going to be mean to him. Go ahead and play that game. Let me know how that turns out for you. That always, that always ends well when you try to just beat somebody else at being, no, that never ends well. You will always reap what you sow. And the New Living says, you cannot mock the justice of God. And whether you realize it or not, God is a God of justice. We all like the, the God of grace side, the God of mercy. He is all of those things. But make no mistake about it. He is a God of justice. You will reap what you sow. You will not beat the system. You reap what you sow. And so this is a principle that I'm trying to teach my kids. You know, the world uses the phrases like karma, you know, or, or here's one, what goes around comes around. And, and, you know, I wouldn't use the word karma because it's from another religion, but what goes around comes around. These are phrases we hear, but when you get truthful about it, 
that is an accurate thing. Really. It's true. What does go around does come around. What you send out does come back to you. It's called seed time and harvest. It's called you reap what you sow. It's a spiritual law. And so in our lives, again, I just challenge you right now, if you've got some different things going on in your life, don't blame God, number one. We never do that, okay? But I would take a cold, hard look. I would take a serious look at my life. And there I'm not saying it is this, but it definitely could be this. You could possibly simply be reaping the harvest of the seeds that you have sown. Right? Now, maybe you're just under an attack from the devil, and it's, you know, all the devil's fault. Could be, right? But there is a chance that you are reaping what you have sown into other people's lives constantly be planting the right seeds. Well, I don't need anything right now. Man, that's not the way you do this thing. You plant the seeds before you need the harvest because seeds take a while to grow. And so, you know, no farmer says, man, I'm hungry. I'm going to go ahead and go plant, you know, go plant some corn and, you know, uh, and I'll go ahead and have a meal. Yeah, you'll have a meal nine months later. But you're going to need to have be eaten off of yesterday's seed. Always have seeds going out. And so um, I'm always, for instance, I'm, I'm even if I'm not sick, right? And I, I'm planting seeds of healing. I listen to healing preaching nearly every night as I go to sleep. And so I, I put Brother Kenneth Hagen on YouTube. I put some of his healing stuff on. And honestly, I have not been sick in w- w- nearly well over two years. I mean, I, I I did have a little heartburn one time, but it's because Veronica was giving me those uh, uh, chili verde enchiladas for a while there. So I blame Veronica if. She She's watching. Thank you, Veronica. But I did get a little heartburn. One. That's it. Totally healthy. And you know. And what's the reason for that? Well, I'm just constantly listening to healing teaching. And so my dad alluded to this, but I'll go ahead and share this story. I was not going to share it, but now I am going to share it just because I feel you need to hear an example. So, um, again, we strongly believe. I don't just. We don't just preach about healing. This is our whole life is based off of the fact that. God's word is true, and it says, by his wounds, by his stripes, you were healed. It does say, beloved, I wish above all things, third John 2, that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Believe very strongly in healing. So, Monday night, my little buddy Sam, Sam right there, he... Uh, he does, he's not really the biggest climber in the household, but uh, we've got a little step stool so he can reach things off of the counter, right? So I had cooked dinner because Katie, you know, that's a whole other story. Wow, swing and a miss. Let me just tell you. But anyway, so uh, yeah. I was supposed to do barbecue chicken, didn't have any barbecue sauce. So I'm like, man, I'll just do honey mustard chicken. Let me just – anyway – so, uh, so I, you know, I, I tried to be a good husband, so I did the dishes after I cleaned it, because you don't want to leave them sitting there, right? You don't want to, maybe you do, I don't like that. So, so I cleaned the dishes, and, and I hear a loud thud. I look back, my little dude is laying on the kitchen hardwood floor, and he had tried to climb up there to get his spoon, and fell just smack dab, and I'm like, well, that's not good, you know, we don't have a whole lot of accidents around, so he stands up, and he's, you know, eyes dilated, stumbling around, and he's like, I gotta throw up. And so, anyway, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm giving too much information. And then he's just like, You know what? I'm tired. <laughs> so, we're like, Well, you know, usually I go to the hospital to pray for people, but we're gonna take him. So, we get there. No one's there, thank God. And uh, as far as patients, Katie got right in with him, and they're like, Well, 
Uh, here's what's going. They took some X-rays and CT scans and all this stuff. They're like, he's got bleeding behind his eardrums and a fractured skull. And I'm like, okay, um, that's not what I wanted to hear. And they're like, and one of his upper, I'm, you know, I'm not an anatomy guy, but one of these upper bones in his spine also apparently was had some sort of a crack in it. And so like, we've got to get him to Loma Linda right now. So they put Katie and him in the ambulance. And you know what? Here's what I'm getting at. I did not have to go rushing looking for healing scriptures. Like, oh my gosh, I, my, uh, they just started coming out, dude. Um, first Peter 2, 24, Matthew 8, 16 and 17, uh, Psalm 107 verse 20, third John 2. They just started coming out. And so I've been planting seeds for healing for years, even though none of us have been sick. And so, you know, they're like this, you know, we got to get them down there. So they take them down there and they, you know, the only Katie could go, I, they wouldn't let anybody else go. So they get them down there. And uh, so, you know, I just do what I always do. Uh, put Brother Hagen on, went to sleep, you know, call me if something happens. So like 1 a.m. as she calls and she's like, we're here. Can you come get us? And I'm like, what? She said, can you come get us? They're releasing us. I'm like, okay. She said, uh, they got here and they they did their x-rays and scans and they can't find anything wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong. There's no fracture. There's no bleeding. There's nothing. And and so I'm like, either our hospital's equipment is massively wrong or God did a wonderful miracle on the way down there. And so God did a wonderful miracle on the way down there. And uh and they're like, Yeah, he's fine. And she's like, Any instructions, any Tylenol? They're like, No. The kid's fine. Just take him home. So I, you know, I drove down in the middle of the night, picked him up and, and brought him home and he's totally fine. So praise God. But what am I saying is I needed a harvest really quick. That was not the time that I started planting. I've been planting seeds for years. And it's like, why do you study healing so much? Why do you listen to that all the time? Because I want a harvest when I need a harvest. And a harvest of God's word was right there. And we are very, very thankful that we don't just preach this stuff. I'm telling you, we live this stuff. This is our lives. How about Galatians 6, 9? You want to look at that one while we're there? Okay. I mean, yeah. Okay. Galatians 6, 9. Praise God. Praise God. Aren't you glad that we have the word of God? Aren't you glad that you have a foundation for your life and you're not like the rest of the people wandering this world that basically have no foundation? Uh, they, they have nothing to guide their lives. And so Galatians 6, obviously it's in the King James. It says, and let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. We shall reap if we faint not. And so, I mean, look at this. You're gonna, the harvest is gonna come. But if you faint, that means you give up. That means you just walk away from it, right? Dr. New Living says, if we don't give up. And so, stick with the seed that you planted. Well, I haven't seen anything yet. I mean, I've seen little sprouts of it, but I don't, not really what I was expecting. Keep watering the seed, man. Don't dig it up. That's the dumbest thing you could do. You start planting some seeds in a certain direction. You know what? I've changed the way I speak positive words now. I've started speaking words of faith over my marriage. I started speaking words of faith over my children, over my health. And then you have one bad day or whatever. That doesn't mean you just dig it all up. Because when you start saying, you know what? Forget it. I do have a bad marriage. I do have bad kids. I do have bad health. What did you do? You just dug the seeds up. Now you got to start all over. Don't do that. Water it, you will reap. If you faint not, don't give 
up. As I mentioned earlier, the farmers are planting the seeds right now for something that they're not going to reap the benefits of for another six, seven, eight months. But they will not give up. They will plant the seeds, they will water it, and let God do the rest. And they will reap a harvest, and you will too. So, my, my point number two is this. Number two, what seeds are you planting? What seeds are you planting? Start planting the seeds now for the harvest that you need. I'm talking about any area. Start planting the seeds now. If you need a financial harvest, plant some seed. Give God something to work with. You may not have much, but if I knew, I, hey, if I had a bad financial situation that I knew was bigger than what I had anyway, I promise you, you may think I'm just saying this, I promise you, I would give what little bit I had away to get seed into the ground. Promise you I would. Uh, a few years ago, we had a situation where we uh, needed, uh, man, a certain amount of money. I think I needed like some, something like $1,000 within a week or something. And uh didn't have it. I had no idea how it was going to come in. But I knew it was going to come in, so I'm just, you know, I'm like, Katie, let's start uh, start believing for harvest, believing that it's coming in. And we were getting ready to pray, and she's like, wait a minute, have we planted any seeds? And I'm like, no, we have not. <laughs> no, no seed. I mean, how, how foolish to sit there praying for God to rain down the financial harvest when you haven't planted any seeds. That's stupid. That was stupid of me, all right? I had a stupid moment. And so we had a guest speaker that day. It was Reverend Ray Bench. And so, you know, I, I had a little bit of money. You know, I, honestly, I had like $200. So he's here, and, and, uh, and we're praying. And, uh, and so I'm, we talked to each other about, you know what? What's that going to do? That's like a fifth of what we need. Let's just, let's just give it all. <laughs> Who cares? And so we gave every, we gave all of it, man. Just gave it all away. And starting Monday morning, that was a Sunday, starting Monday morning within two days from about six different sources, I had like $2,000 come roaring into my life. It was nuts. Nuts. I mean, Insurance company called, hey, you overpaid back in, you know, 1922. Here's $600. I mean, it's all this crazy stuff. I'm like, what? And so every which direction, it was raining. And I'm like, well, that was a quick harvest. Thank God that was a quick one. It's good to get a quick one. But it worked. Let's look at Luke 6, 38. Let's look at Luke 6, verse 38. Who's having a great time tonight? I, I'm having a good time. Luke 6, 38. Luke 6, verse 38, but you've got to get seed into the ground. One thing that I was, you know, thinking about is this. You know how we just did this little thing where we needed $60,000 and it came in within one month's time? Did you guys hear about that? Okay, so that happened. <laughs> did we make videos and throw parties? Okay, I mean, maybe we've been a little bit, you know, but but it's cool. We like it when God does big things. So so anyway, the HVAC that we just had, and uh, and, and again, you know, you heard the story, but they're coming back, the real ones. <laughs> So um, we get all, you know, all this comes in and I'm like, praise God. But honestly, I remember, some of you remember, back in December, okay, we had some extra money around here uh, from some stuff we did at Thanksgiving. And so we decided, in fact, I we even said this as we were doing this, but we decided, you know what, we could keep this extra money and start saving up for the HVAC, get it, put it towards that. We could just you know, do is it for anything around here. But what we're going to do is we're going to give every household a Walmart gift card to give away to somebody as seed. You guys remember that? It happened, right? You were here. Okay. So, 
So I think we had like, I don't know, it was like $1,600 or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was, it was around that. So instead of just keeping it for us or for the, you know, for the church or for the, we just, we said this is going to be seed money. And so we gave everybody here uh, a $25 Walmart gift card. Go give this to somebody that needs it. Our gift to you at Christmas is seed. All right. Give this, add to it or just give it away. And so, we gave, you know, it may not seem like a ton of money, but again, hey, for us, that was, that was a big deal. So we gave away, up, you know, I think it was around $1,600. And then from the pulpit, uh, we said, you know what, let's call this seed for the HVAC that's coming in January. And boom, what did you see? Within one month's time, $60,000. You know what I mean? And so praise God. Praise God. There's a, I mean, there's all sorts of different aspects to this. God did it. You know, everybody here was, was so faithful. People online were given. It was all that. But I also credit it to the fact that we didn't just start claiming a harvest when we'd never planted any seed before. We planted seed through all of you guys. You know, you scattered it all around and, and gave it away. And praise God, the harvest came when we needed it. Luke 6, 38. Now, in the King James, it says this, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall be given unto your bosom for this measure, it shall be measured to you again. All right? Now, that was one of the first Bible verses I learned. And uh, I don't know. I, I at least remember repeating that when I was about seven years old. But I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation, and it says this. It's Luke 6, 38, NLT, it says, Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Don't you love that? Man, give and you will receive. Well, man, no, I never received nothing. Do you ever give anything? I mean, come on, listen. Give and you will receive. Give and it shall be given unto you. Now, this could be financially. But this, actually, if you read Luke 6 in context, this is talking about forgiveness and love, honestly. But you could use, this applies to finances, it applies to any area of your life. But listen, give, and it will be given unto you. Give, and you will receive. But look at that last sentence there. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. You don't go plant, you know, a three-by-three patch of tomato seed and then expect to get a thousand acre crop back i mean that's great and god does multiply seed but come on if you're needing if you're needing some forgiveness or some help with your love walk don't just plant a little bit of seed i would i would go real big i would go out of my way to be loving and kind to people i would speak nice positive words over people i would hold the door for people i would buy lunch for people i don't like i would if i if i needed some niceness and my a harvest of people treating me good, I wouldn't just a little bit, tiny bit do it. You know, come to church where we're all nice anyway. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We are nice. We love you. But but it's it's real easy to be nice to people here. I I would. I mean, I would plant a whole lot of seed so I'd get a big old crop of love and kindness and forgiveness and respect. I would go that route. But you know, then again. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. You've got to remember that. And the King James says, for with the, with the measure you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. All right? And so don't plant just a little bit of seed and expect some giant bumper crop harvest. You've got to get real with it. And if you need a big harvest, you know, do what you got to do. 
Do what you got to do, all right? And so I want to look at one more story, 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. So remember, you guys remember Acts 20, 35, where it, where it says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And one thing I've noticed is this, is that some people are like, well, you know, I... I I, I, I don't, I don't want to give in this area. I don't want to do that. Or, you know, I, I've got two seeds left. I'll just eat them. No, plant them. If you, if you're down to your final, you know, get something going. Do something. But this came to me. Selfishness looks at the short term. Well, if I plant, if I give that dollar away, then I've only got five left. Or, or if I treat her nice, then people think I'm a pushover. Well, if I don't speak, if I don't, you know, let him have it. Then everybody will think that they, you know, and just stupid, dumb things like that. Selfishness looks at the short term. Planting seeds looks at the long term. Because seed time and harvest, this is a long term game. We're playing for keeps here. This is a big deal. And so we're looking at the long term picture. If you want to, you know, start having a good marriage, start planting some seeds now. And, you know, some, I'm just saying, start planting some seeds now. I knew somebody that they weren't married yet, but they were believing for a spouse. And they're like, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to start giving free babysitting to the married couples in the church. So I'm planting some seeds for when I do get me a man. (laughs) And so they started planting some seeds for when they did get married. And that's a great idea, man. You're looking at the long term. I mean, there's no immediate benefit in that for this person. But the long term, yeah, because married people, isn't it great to have a good babysitter? And the church said amen. First Kings 17, and we're going to look at verses 10 through 16, 1 Kings 17, I guess I should turn there too, 1 Kings 17, and we're going to look at verses 10 through 16. Now this is a powerful, powerful story. I absolutely love this story because this is one that it just does not make any sense to the mind, all right? And so what we have here is the story of Elijah and this widow woman. And so first, there was a famine going on. There's like food was very scarce, water very scarce. First Kings 17 and verse 10, it says, So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Hey, bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. Nothing. I don't have anything to give. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. In fact, I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. It's not really a good time for house guests. And I mean, she's, what a bad, I mean, come on, a bad story. Not only do I don't have water, I've just got this bit of flour. I'm cooking the final piece of bread. We're going to eat it. Then we're going to crawl up in a ball and die. How can I help you, sir? How can I, what do you want today? Huh? And so, and so, but Elijah said to her, Hey, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Like what? Doesn't that sound selfish? Someone just tells you, we're starving to death and we're going to die. This is our last piece. They're like, oh, man, sorry to hear that. Go ahead and give it to me and then go ahead and die. Like, what? (laughs) Come on, insensitive. 
Cancel this guy. Where's the cancel culture? Cancel him, man. What a jerk. I'm kidding. So, but, but Elijah, he was looking at the big picture, all right? Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. And so listen, he didn't he didn't see this as her last bit of flour. He saw this as her last bit of seed. It was if she had cooked Bread with that for herself, that would have been the last piece of bread she ever ate in her life, and she would have died. But she took the little bit she had, and she used it as seed, right? And watch what happened. She used the little bit that she had, and she sowed it as seed. Verse 15, so she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Naturally speaking, that makes no sense. But spiritually speaking, that makes all the sense in the world. All that she did was harnessed the law of sowing and reaping, of seed time and harvest. And so we've said it this way. If you've if what you've got doesn't meet the need, then it must be a seed. You better start planting some seed in your life. And so, listen, that, if she would have just used that to make some bread for her, that would have been the last meal she ever ate. But because she used that flour as seed, they always had enough food. None of her stuff ever ran out. Man, that's that's exciting. That and, and well, yeah, but that was the Bible. That was way back then. Man, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It'll always work for you too. You've just got to be faithful to plant some seeds. And so maybe you feel like, well, I'm in the widow's shoes right now. I don't have much of myself to give. Maybe it's not money, but maybe it's something else. I hear people complain all the time. Man, I don't ever have enough time. That's blah, 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 blah. Listen, if you don't ever have enough time, you know what you ought to do? You ought to give a little bit of that time to God. So it is seed. Honestly, because this isn't limited to money and it's not limited to bread. But you're like, man, I never have enough time. I get that. Maybe, but what if you, what if you gave God one hour a month to go work in the nursery? I said it, and I mean it. I said it. Listen, maybe, you know, well, I don't, I don't ever, maybe, what if you helped somebody else out with some? What What if you gave God, you know what, I'm just going to, I'll give God a little more Bible and prayer time, whatever it is, but what if you sowed some of that seed, and then, I, just listen, God would supernaturally multiply the time that you do have. I've seen it work. Well, you know, I'm believing for a job and I don't get blah, blah. Then why don't you go do a little free, you know, little free work for somebody and sow some seeds. I'm just saying, if you've got a need, the most urgent thing you can do right now is plant some seeds somewhere, not sit there and complain about the need. Do something about it. Pray to God. Stand on the word. But for the love of everything, plant some seed. Give God something to work with. 
You know, the farmer can stand out there and pray for harvest. That's good. Lord, we're believing for a good harvest this year. The farmer should always do that. But give God something to work with. Get some seed into the ground and then watch what can happen. You reap what you sow. You harvest what you plant. God will not be mocked. You're not the first person in history that's going to beat the system. You will not beat it. You've got to use this beautiful, wonderful system of reaping and sowing that God gave to us, and it will work for you. Amen? Hallelujah. We're out of time tonight. Let's go ahead and stand up together. Praise God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.